Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio or on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome to The Inner Life here on this Tuesday. It's Tuesday of the 26th week in Ordinary Time. Three days until it's October. Can you believe that? Three days. Have you started to partake in any of those fall time activities? If you go to almost any store right now, you see decorations of browns and oranges, of yellows and reds, all of those autumn colors. And in your neighborhood, are you starting to see neighbors, or maybe you are, putting up those fall decorations? You can start to get all kinds of foods in that pumpkin spice variety, different breads, beer, cereal, coffee, or there are, of course, all kinds of apple foods that are starting to pop up everywhere as well. And this last weekend, I ended up bringing home some apple cider donuts for the family. Nick, my producer, he was telling me yesterday, he and his girlfriend, they went apple picking in an orchard. And... Uh, we also have those big racks of Halloween costumes for the kids that are in the stores now and those big giant bags of assorted fun-sized candies, even though Halloween is still over a month away. Do you think you'll really not touch that bag of candy if you buy it now? And if you have a movie streaming service, you'll start seeing here a category for all of those scary movies, all the horror movies that they have available so you can get in your fill before you get to Halloween. You know, we've got only 33 days to cram in all of those scary movies. But honestly, when I was a kid, I loved those classic monster movies, the Frankenstein, Dracula, King Kong, the Wolfman. And I know I'm not alone because all kinds of people enjoy watching some of those horror movies. And Hollywood, they've been cranking out those kind of movies for about 100 years now. One of the films, do you remember that movie, The Sixth Sense? And even if you haven't seen it, you've probably heard that famous line from the movie, the little boy Cole. He says it barely above a whisper, I see dead people. And even though The Sixth Sense is now more than 20 years old, I'll give you a spoiler alert warning right now. In that movie... At first, it seems like Cole, he's being haunted by these ghosts, these spirits of people that no one can see except for Cole. But eventually, as the story progresses, you find out, you learn, along with him, that all of these people who have died, they have some sort of unfinished business that's keeping them from kind of moving on in the afterlife. And finally, when Cole, when he understands that they're asking for his assistance, he's able to help those restless spirits find that peace that they're seeking. And I was thinking about how that concept of that movie really is opposite to the reality of heaven and the true afterlife that we look forward to as followers of Christ. 
In the sixth sense, you have Cole there. He encounters dead people. But in reality, people who have died, when we talk about that, it's just a physical death. They've entered into heaven. They're not really dead. Jesus tells us that God is the God of the living, not of the dead. He says that when he talks to the Sadducees about God being the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. So the ones who have entered heaven, the saints, not only are they alive, but they're more alive even without a body than you and I are. They are alive fully in Christ, united to him. And in the sixth sense, where it has the dead souls of people, and they're asking Cole for his help so they could be at peace, it's really the other way around. We're the ones that are asking the saints for their help. We're asking for their prayers, their intercession, so that we can find that perfect peace that's offered to us from the Prince of Peace, from Jesus. The saints, they're the ones offering to help us. They don't need our help. They've already made it. We're the ones who need their help. And today we want to talk about not only just turning to the saints in times where we need their help. We want to look at how we can get to know them better, how we can grow in friendship with the saints, how we can learn from them, follow their example, and that we can have that hope that someday we will join them in heaven. And helping us to look at this today, how we can grow in friendship with the saints, our spiritual director for the hour, Father Joseph Ilo. He's a priest in the Archdiocese of San Francisco, and he's the pastor at Star of the Sea Parish in San Francisco. Uh, Father Ilo, so glad to have you back here on uh, The Inner Life today. Are you much of a fan of uh, the monster movie genre? Well, Josh, we used to watch them when I was a kid. Uh, the Mummy's Hand is the one I remember, but yeah, there were there were a lot of movies like that, and Halloween was always a favorite time of year. Oh yeah, when but, you're a little as you kid. say, <laughs> when you're a little kid. But yep. I think there's a sense of the harvest coming, as you say, and the harvest is the harvest of souls. That is, the the many souls that go to heaven. Halloween, of course, means All Hallows Eve, the right. day before. All Saints Day. So what a beautiful topic we have today as we get ready for October. Well, and as we look at this, it might be good to talk about, we have three different categories or groups that Christians, that the church really uh, falls into, that comprise the church itself. And it's kind of, it really comes down to a basis of location. If you're a part of the church, you're either in heaven or in purgatory or on earth. So can you kind of walk us through and explain to us the different parts that make up the whole church? Certainly. There's a beautiful church here in San Francisco, St. Dominic's, the Dominican church. And my good friend, Father Anthony, would take us on tours and say, this church shows us the three parts of the whole church. The saints in heaven are the were depicted in the windows, the stained glass windows in the clearest story, the upper part of the church that the sun shines through and all of the windows up there show the many Dominican saints and other saints, St. Francis, St. Clair. Then down from that in the nave of the church, in the pews, are all of us, what we call the church militant. So the, the saints are the church triumphant and we in the pews, the church militant, we're fighting, we're soldiers for Christ. And then in St. Dominic's church, there is a columbarium where people are buried. And those are the uh, church suffering, that is the church in purgatory, undergoing the final purification 
before they go to heaven. So in one church, physically, visually, you have all three parts of the church, two of which are invisible to us most of the time. So the saints and the souls and the holy souls in purgatory are sometimes we forget that they're there because we can't see them or hear them. Instead, we hear the church militant, that is our fellows in the pews, which sometimes can be annoying and sometimes not, but right. certainly there. Uh, I'll share with you also, my mother passed away on Sunday, oh, I'm two so days sorry. ago. I'm so sorry. Yeah, she was 88 and she was, uh, her name is Janice, so say a prayer for her. Hmm. And she and my dad have been married 68 years and my dad's really suffering, but I was doing my holy hour yesterday and it's it's a little weird to lose your first mo your first parent. I, I'm half an orphan now at age four fifty nine. But during my holy hour, I really had a sense of her presence, and I assume she's in purgatory. That is better safe to be sorry, better safe than sorry. She's uh, wasn't perfect. Everybody has their imperfections, and so those need to be cleaned up a bit before we go into the fullness of heaven. But the holy souls in purgatory, maybe she is in heaven already, I, I don't know. But I do know that she's more alive now than she was two days ago when she was suffering in the hospital. And all of her limitations have been swept away now that she's back with God on the other side of that thin veil separating eternity from time. So I, I pray to my mother now because we do pray to those who are in purgatory that they may pray for us. They pray for us in purgatory, we pray for them and to them. We're closer to them now. I'm certainly closer to my mother, who with my dad lived 3,000 miles away on the other coast. I'm closer to her now that she's been taken back, freed of the limitations of this earth. And so that's what to be a saint is as well. In one sense, all of us are saints, in the church militant, those who are still alive on this earth. But when we say saint with a capital S, we mean those in the church triumphant, those already fully perfected in heaven. But we also say right. the holy souls in purgatory. So we're, we're all saints in that sense. Well, and so there might be a couple things that we can just offer again. As you know, Father, I like to just kind of get uh, terms clarified at the beginning, and then we can d jump into some of the application in our own lives. Uh, one of the things that you talked about, capital S, maybe we can start there. When a saint is canonized, that's an official proclamation. It's one of those rare kind of official proclamations that comes from the church, definitively saying this person is in heaven. Um, it, it never goes the other way, though. It, we never hear of anybody definitively being declared not in heaven. We, we only hear the church saying, no, because of the miracles that we've researched associated with prayers to this saint then we are declaring, yes, this, this person is in heaven. That's a good point. The, the generosity, the inclusivity, so to speak, of the church that doesn't make judgments in a negative way, but can say with moral certitude that because of miracles, perhaps, and also because of the example of that person's life, right. worthy of virtue, worthy of imitation, that we are morally certain that this person is fully with God in heaven. So, but 
I'm sorry. Go ahead, Father. Yeah, just that um, it would. We're not here to judge somebody's culpability. We judge action. We have to make decisions on a person's actions, whether they're right or wrong. But we never judge whether a person is in heaven, uh, whether a person has lost their soul or perhaps still in purgatory. But we can say, uh, the church can say that that person is has virtue worthy of imitation. So the other thing that might be good to talk about here too is that word pray. And I'm thinking mostly, and this is from my own personal background here, too, uh, coming into the church, that word pray for non-Catholic Christians, it becomes associated with something that is, uh, it's really meant only for God. And when we use the word pray to Mary, to another saint, we're not talking about necessarily the exact same kind of prayer that we might have for God, the Father, the Son, or the Holy Spirit. When we pray to Mary or the saints, it's that different kind of interaction, that different kind of conversation. Um, The two words that a lot of times will be used, one is veneration, when we talk about that honor, that respect, that devotion given to a saint. And then worship is that second word, and a lot of people are confused thinking that prayer, if we say we pray to Mary or we pray to the saints, that prayer equals worship, which is worship is due to God and God alone. That's right. But so we can pray both to the divine persons, but we can also pray to each other because the word pray simply means to ask. Now, as you say, we don't worship anybody but God, but we do venerate each other. We venerate the President of the United States, um, we venerate our teachers, our priests, our parents, meaning we give them honor, but certainly we don't adore or worship them, only God. So there are two acts here. One is veneration or giving honor, and we uh, we do that to each other and to the saints in a special way because they're extraordinary, extraordinarily virtuous, so more worthy of veneration or honor, adoring God alone. But we pray, we ask, we ask for help from everyone. I, I ask a person to pray for me if I'm going through some kind of a difficulty, a, a living person on earth, I ask. Why wouldn't I ask a person who is closer to God in heaven to pray for me as well? When, of course, we pray to God, the prayer that we offer to God is is different in a sense than praying to a person because all graces come from God. He is the throne and seat of grace. But there's nothing unusual about asking help from another human being, which is all praying to the saints is. Right. Yeah, and that that's all I wanted to make sure that we had kind of cleared up here. Um, and in fact, in most of those prayers that you pray to Mary, uh, it will say, pray for us now and at the hour of our death, like in the Hail Mary. Um, uh, you know, in, in the Memorari, remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, never was it known that anyone who sought thy help and came for your intercession. You know, that intercession, that asking for help, it's it's embodied in the text of the prayers that we pray. But we never say something like, glory be 
to anyone other than the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That glory, that worship, that honor, that holy, holy, holy that we proclaim at Mass, it's reserved for God and God alone. Um, But yeah, asking for help, that's a big one. And so... Let me throw out the phone number here really quick to Father. Um, the line to call in and speak with Father Ilo, 888-914-9149. And today we're talking about growing in friendship with the saints. And which saints have inspired you the most in your life? How have they helped you to grow in your faith? How have they helped you through maybe a difficult time in your life? Or they've been that inspiration for you to grow closer to Christ, to grow deeper in your faith. Our studio line, 888-914-9149. And I was actually thinking about this too, Father. We, we're kind of in right now. I mean, you, you have this all throughout the entire calendar year, but it really struck me over the last week or so and the upcoming week and a half, we have almost kind of this hall of fame of certain saints that we're celebrating in the liturgical calendar. We just had St. Matthew, St. Padre Pio, Our Lady of Ransom, yesterday with St. Vincent de Paul. Tomorrow, we have the Feast of the Archangels. We have St. Jerome coming up uh, at the end of this month. We've got St. Therese, one of my favorites, that's coming up here this Friday. Then the Guardian Angels, St. Francis of Assisi, St. Faustina, um, just in the first week of October. So we've got so many different names that, uh, I mean, if you spend a little bit of time (laughs) listening to relevant radio, you're going to hear those names pop up. If you go to, uh, you know, mass regularly on Sundays, if you're a regular weekly mass goer, you're going to hear a lot of those names pop up. So we just have kind of this really uh, great couple weeks that we're in here, I think. That's right. Actually, I agree that the end of September and the whole month of October is my favorite time for saints. My favorite saints are in those John Paul II in October, uh, St. Teresa of Avila, the North American Martyrs. Today is St. Wenceslas, among others. So it's it's the time to really enter into this communion of saints this time of the year. Well, so let's talk about then how do we grow in friendship with a saint? And you had mentioned, you know, that it's going to be difficult because they're not right across the table from us. They aren't physically present, so we can't hear them talk directly to us. We aren't going to be able to see body language. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be different, especially with the way that you and I, you know, we, we could go get a cup of coffee. We could go have lunch, get to know each other better. Where do we start getting to know uh, a saint? That's a great question, and it gets to the heart of a a widely neglected practice among Catholics today, which is reading the lives of the saints. St. John Vianney, the great patron of parish priests, had a book always at his nightstand, The Lives of the Saints. He would be reading the lives of the saints before going to bed for the few hours of sleep that he got every night. So I think we start with reading the biographies of the saints. And I'll say that there's a lot more quality biographies, book-length biographies, short, like five or six-page biographies, even one-page biographies available now than there were even 10, 20 years ago. I used to work for Ignatius Press here in San Francisco, and that 
publisher has put out so many quality biographies, book-length biographies of the saints. I'm reading a biography of Padre Pio right now that Ignatius just put out, written by uh, Father Gabriel Amorth, you know, the exorcist of Rome. He knew him very personally. Just, that's a short book, maybe 80 pages, and you feel like you really know Padre Pio, not just the plaster statue, but the real man from personal testimony. So I think reading, get get online, find some good books. Uh, also, you can get on internet portals uh, like formed.org from the Augustine Institute, and they have uh, videos on the saints, video biographies or uh, podcasts. So I think the first thing is getting to know the real person. And then the second thing is to pray to them. Pray to them by name. And the third is to talk to them. Uh, when you're praying quietly, uh, try to have a conversation with John Paul II or Therese or Francis of Assisi. Because if you know them from reading their biographies, then you'll be able to uh, converse with them in a spirit, on a spiritual level. You might hear some also, of their words finally, echo back at you then, too. Um, things that you've read before that, you know, if you're going through something, their, their advice, their counsel might speak to you in that moment. That's their, their end of the conversation, maybe, that the Holy Spirit is helping to bring to your memory. That's right. Something from their life will come back to you. And I think a lot of these are inspirations of the Holy Spirit, or even them interceding and communicating from beyond the veil. One last thing is consecration to a saint. So we, a lot of us consecrate ourselves to the Blessed Virgin Mary, the greatest of all saints. Consecration to St. Joseph has been more popular. I've, a consecration to the angels, to your guardian angels. We're doing that in my parish. It's a year-long process. And um, angels are, are saints as well. Uh, saints aren't angels. I mean, human saints aren't angels because angels are a different order of being. But angels are also saints. They're also the holy ones before God. So to get to know your um, St. Michael, St. Michael's Day is tomorrow. St. Michael, Gabriel, and Raphael, get to know them and make a consecration to them. So those are some ways to develop our friendship with the saints. Our spiritual director today for the hour here on The Inner Life, Father Joseph Ilo, a priest in the Archdiocese of San Francisco, and we're talking about growing in friendship with the saints. Who's your favorite saint and why? How did you learn about them? How did you grow in that friendship with them? Uh, which saints have inspired you the most in your life? We'd love to hear how you've developed that friendship with one or two or three or maybe a lot of the saints. And our studio line, 888-914-9149, Our email address, innerlife at relevantradio.com. And we'll take your phone calls coming up next here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. 
This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Thanks for listening today here on The Inner Life. I'm Josh Raymond, our spiritual director for the hour, Father Joseph Ilo, a priest in the Archdiocese of San Francisco, pastor at Star of the Sea Parish there in San Francisco. And today we're talking about friendship with the saints, how we can grow in our friendship with the saints. Who is your favorite saint? How have you grown in that friendship? How have they helped you, inspired you, uh, been that, that kind of mentor for you? in your faith life. Our studio line, 888-914-9149, And Father, we've got Regina, who is listening to us in Glendora, California. Hi, Regina. Thanks for calling in. Hello. Good morning. I am a little nervous, but um, I am grateful that you took my call. Um, I was, am blessed from a very strong Catholic family, and my mom uh, passed this year. So again, I will pray for Father. He had mentioned his mother passed two days ago, and yes, I agree. They're more around us than ever. Um, Mom pa- got she got COVID the 25th of December, but she was such a strong 91 year old, and she passed. And I saw her every day, and I'm grateful for the time I spent with her. But Mom shared about the saints. My great grandma and my grandmother shared about the saints. So they're my friends. I mean, I embrace them. And they are alive, and they show themselves to you in so many ways. It's just surreal. Um, St. Rita. Let's talk about St. Rita. I am a single parent with a son with autism. Ryan's going to be 29 December 1st. And um, St. Rita has embraced us in ways that are just, um, well, testimonials. But mom, let's get to mom. Um, My mom passed away on St. Rita's feast day, and um, the priest. Um, my mom's priest was with her every step of the way, even before she got sick. And I, I just remember saying to the Heavenly Father, you know, I, I know I'm not going to be able to handle this, although I am very strong. And I trust him 100%. There's not a doubt. And I heard him tell me, you will, you will, when the time comes. And mom passed on St. Rita's feast day. And when mom passed, I was blessed to be able to be on the phone with, with her. She couldn't talk, but... Um, it was not a goodbye. It was like I witnessed mom's crossing over into the light and um, a transition from earthly life into the heavenly. And I do believe mom made it directly to heaven because she suffered beyond. And she, her, she was a, a postulant in her younger years before she got married. She, she and my dad did divorce and mom raised four children by her own. And um, never got married because of the vow she took. And she said the thought of her not being able to receive our Lord's body and blood. She never mentioned annulment. Um, So the saints, uh, our Blessed Mother, Regina, my dad, he he named me Regina, and I am consecrated to our Blessed Mother. St. Joseph also, St. Padre Pio. Tomorrow is the feast day of the archangels. And mom has a beautiful huge picture of the sacred heart of Jesus, our Lord. And she told me when she, when it's her time to go, that she wanted me to make sure that I donated it. And it's over a hundred years old to a, a monastery. So that was my journey. It's a blessing. I found that place and many, it's a long story. Um, and so many beautiful priests and churches. And that's another story, but it's going to be, we're taking it to St. Michael's Abbey in Silverado. And again, here we go. Um, 
the way it worked out, and I didn't even know it was, you know, on the calendar at St. Michael's Feast Day, that was the Wednesday we were going to take it. And I was informed it's a busy day. It's St. Michael's Feast Day. Perfect. Um, but, you know, again, all the saints uh, embrace them. Um, the consecration to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I say, if people aren't aware of it, please, um, please open your heart up to it because it'll change your life. It'll change your family life. Um, blessings, just a whole lot of blessings um, that I am so grateful for. My dad also, God bless him, God rest his soul, he passed, but he was also very close to the saints. Oh, different, different than my mom, but that's, you know, like Father said, there's just, everybody has their own path. Or, and um, I, That brings up a, I, I love your name, of course, Queen of the Queen. You're the Queen, uh, named after the Queen of Heaven. But I think what your mom did would, in putting up portraits, uh, Josh, you were asking how to become friends of the saints. And one of the things is also to have pictures of the saints, pictures of the Sacred Heart. It's beautiful you're taking that to St. Michael's Abbey on St. Michael's Day. I know several of the Norbertines there, just really a great abbey, the new abbey over there. So I would recommend also, like your mother did, putting up pictures around the house if, if we are really members of the household of God, we would want to have pictures of our family members, especially, you know, venerated aunts and uncles and grandparents, that is, the saints. So that's a good thing to bring up, Regina. You, you know, as you're talking about that too, Father, I'm thinking of if you have, uh, you know, a saint that is part of your child's name, you know, they were baptized with that name, or you're, you have a teenager or a college-age student, and they have a confirmation name that they've taken, a confirmation saint, make a point of finding that date on the calendar and make it a special celebration every year, too. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, maybe as big as, as a birthday, but, you know, yeah, you know, have a special little dessert, you know, get an extra bowl of ice cream or something. <laughs> just just make it a fun day and read something about their life at that point. That might be a great opportunity to learn more about that saint that you have that connection with already. Yeah, in Catholic countries, the saint's day is more important than the birthday. So the saint you were named after, they, in Italian they call it onomastico, the, the, your name's day is more, they'd celebrate that more than birthdays. So that's a great way, we should celebrate both. Right. But we, we kind of neglect in America to celebrate Names Day or Saints Days. Again, our phone number uh, to call in, 888-914-9149. What's that saint? Who is that saint that has been special in your life, that has inspired you, helped you, uh, given you that inspiration in your faith, helped to be that mentor for you? Uh, 888-914-9149. And Father, we've got Marianne who's listening to us in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Hi, Marianne. Thanks for calling into the Inner Life today. Hi. Um, I love the saints, and I work for an artist that uh, draws saints, and she has like a website and, you know, sells images, all sorts of things. But what, um, and it's called Portraits of Saints, and what I do is when she draws a new saint, I get to research them. So I write a little paragraph about that saint, and I have learned so much. She has over like 700 drawn saints. But by the way, today's feast day is also Our Lady of Undoer of Knots and Lorenzo 
Ruiz, who is like the only one of the few Filipino young saints. It's so cool. She has like weird ones too. Like uh, she just drew Odelia, who is the patron saint of eye ailment. Like who would have thought? Um, but it's it is the best because I've learned what, and I also post them on like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you know, all the social media things. And so that's a, a great way to learn about the saints is you see the saint of the day, you read about them, you love them. And one of my favorite saints, and I, he's not canonized, but it's Father Emil Capon, died um, in the Korean War. He is, they're so inspiring. And he is just being brought to Kansas City now. That's where he grew up. But we need to learn about the saints because they help us. They love us. I love them. I love them. <laughs> That's great, Marianne. Yeah, so um, you're named after two great saints, of course, Mary and um, her, her, her mother, Anne. Now, um, I just read also, yeah, that uh, Father Capon has returned to Wichita and to be in the cathedral there. That is, so there will be a shrine, basically. He'll, he'll, people will be able to venerate him, even if he's, you know, it takes a long time for him to be canonized. People will learn about him and learn to be inspired and encouraged by his virtues. Another thing we can do is make little pilgrimages. So uh, Regina had mentioned Rita of Kasha. Her mother died on St. Rita's Day. I made. I lived in uh, Italy for three years studying in Rome, and I made two trips at different times to St. Rita's tomb in Kasha, so maybe half an hour from Assisi. And um, so, like with Father Capon in in Wichita, he'll, people will be able to make little pilgrimages to his tomb. So, making, uh, especially in countries that have a lot of tombs of the saints, uh, to go and pray at their tomb and to ask for their intercession and to give God thanks for their life. That's hey, another way to become friends with the saints. I think that's just an excellent idea if you have the opportunity to do that, because as you were saying that, it made me think of, I had the chance, um, this was a number of years ago, but to travel through France and saw the tomb of St. Vincent de Paul, saw the tomb of uh, St. Bernadette, of St. Therese, um, traveled around to a lot of these different sites, and people that I as a convert coming into the, the faith, you know, didn't really know that much about. And, you know, now I kind of think back and, and I look and say, oh, I wish I would have had the knowledge now back then. But it inspired me to, well, let's learn a little bit more about each of these different saints. And it's helped me grow in that relationship and that friendship. But another thing I wanted to kind of point out that Marianne was saying, she said, you know, there's these some of these lesser-known saints. And she mentioned one, and I forget the name, but uh, eye issues, eye maladies that she mentioned. And it made me think of St. Blaise. You know, the only thing I know about St. Blaise is he pulled the fishbone out of the, the throat of somebody and there's the blessing of throats that we have. Or St. Anthony. I don't really know much about him except for if I've lost my car keys, well, pray to St. Anthony. How do we get out of looking at the saints as kind of that one-trick pony, you know, oh, they'll help me with this one little thing. Change our mindset so that we don't just treat them, I guess, as kind of a 
uh, it almost becomes a superstition. You know what I mean, Father? Mm. Yeah, it becomes like a vending machine. Exactly. Like, exactly. I put a few prayers into this machine and I find my keys. So, not not to, uh, you know, St. Anthony helped me to find my motorcycle one time. I Somebody stole it here in San Francisco. This is when I was 20 years old. And um, he found it for me by the end of the day. Well, the police found it. But, so, it works, believe me. But um, what we have to do is be, in, uh, be grown up about this and read their lives. So you want to know about St. Anthony, the real man, the real saint, get on Wikipedia. It's, it's, it's that simple. Uh, you were mentioning discovering new saints. I, was, um, I spent a summer in Munich at, at a monastery actually learning German during my seminary training, and I, I stumbled across a little chapel in Munich, that was Rupert Myers. He was a Jesuit priest. He was beatified in 1987. He was killed by the Nazis. He was sent to a concentration camp because he wouldn't, um, you know, uh, give in to Nazi pressure and propaganda. He, and so, it was like discovering. Well, it was a new friend, and I read everything I could about Rupert Meyer. It's for 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 a bit, you know, and so. I was just on fire. I needed to know everything about this man. Mm. And I think um, learning, reading a book or even just a Wikipedia article will get us beyond the gumball uh, machine approach, the yeah. vending machine approach. <laughs> I like that. Well, uh, one that kind of hit me like that, I ended up watching a documentary that was created uh, on a saint. I won't tell you. Actually, he's a blessed right now on his way to sainthood. I'm not going to tell you who he is, but we have a caller who uh, has prayed to this same uh, person, the same blessed. And I'll wait. We'll talk about that coming up next here on Relevant Radio. Again, our phone number, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And I know a lot of you are holding. Be patient. We'll try and get as many of you on the air as we can here. Uh, we'll be back with more talking about friendship with the saints. Who's that saint that has inspired you? We'll talk about that and take your phone calls next here on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back to The Inner Life. Thanks for listening, and uh, also thanks to Nick Sentovich and Lucas Holt for their help in producing the program here today, and uh, our spiritual director for the hour, Father Joseph Ilo, a priest in the Archdiocese of San Francisco, and we're talking about how we can grow in friendship with the saints, and how we can let them inspire us, but not just simply that they inspire us. They do become those true friends who help us in our spiritual growth, our spiritual journey. And what saint has done that for you? 
What saint has been that friend, that companion on your spiritual journey? 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. And uh, Father, along with a lot of other phone calls here, just a lot of people calling in and just uh, expressing their condolences for the loss of your mother. And so I know you've got so many people out there that will be praying for her soul and just for your own family uh, as, as you go through this time. Thank you, Josh, and thanks to all who are praying for my mother and my father. Well, and before the break, Father, I said that there's a blessed that I came across and watched a documentary. So we've got John who's listening to us in Helena, Montana. And John, I'm really excited to uh, welcome you to the program because I learned about this uh, this person. Uh, he's He was a porter, a doorkeeper, and he did so much good. And uh, when I watched this documentary about him, it just really, really just sparked this, this desire to learn more and to find out more about him. So, John, welcome to The Inner Life today. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, happy to be here and, and tell you my, uh, of, of my experiences uh, with uh, Father Solanus. Yeah, go ahead. Father Solanus Casey. Yeah, and, and uh, I, I was working for a number of years uh, now back in Hayes, Kansas, for our local uh, Catholic high school, uh, uh, Thomas More Prep Marion, and uh, our our president at that time, uh, Miss Jean Ross, uh, uh, asked us, uh, some of us, to uh, pray for uh, Father Solanus's uh, intercession. Uh, our our the 100th anniversary of the school was approaching and it was a very hot year 2008 the summer of 2008 and we were going to have uh, uh, a celebration to mark the centennial of the school and uh since the weather was so hot uh miss jean asked uh, us to pray for for a, a, a pleasant weather for the evening of that celebration and so we p- prayed for several uh, 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 weeks uh, uh, ahead of time, and uh, it was uh, it was just extremely uh, hot uh, uh, th- throughout uh, the the weeks leading up. And uh, but lo and behold, on that day, uh, that very day, it was a Saturday of the celebration. Uh, we had a wonderful quenching uh, rain, and that evening uh, the sky broke and it was completely clear. And we had a wonderful, cool uh, breeze uh, through through the uh, uh, the campus, and it just turned out to be ideal, wonderful, a simple favor, but uh, profound, and and it really. Uh, amazed me, amazed many of us. It's those little indications of the saints giving us little tiny favors. They're, they, hey, I can get this for you. Let me help you here. And it, it just helps us to believe that there is a God and there is a whole communion of saints beyond this world, but but interceding for this world. I, I visited, um, I was in Detroit last year on uh, for a conference, and I swung by. I swung by uh, Solanus Casey's tomb and prayed there, and, and learned all about him. And if you're ever in Detroit, go to see 
Solanus Casey shrine there. It's really worth your time. Yeah, and as I said, he was somebody who just, you know, learning about him, that he was he was somebody who wanted to be a priest, and the, uh, you know, leadership there where he was applying, they just said, ah, we're not sure if you are really going to be the right person to be a priest, but they allowed him to be a porter, the doorkeeper there. And he just lived such a holy life and impacted thousands and thousands of people there. And it, it, it just is such a great example of, you know, it doesn't matter what you do. It can be something as simple as just greeting people at the door. And you can live a holy life and inspire others to grow closer to God. I love that. I, I was also thinking about today's reading. Uh, the gospel reading at Mass, Father, where we have uh, James and John, and, you know, these two who become saints, great, great proclaimers of the gospel message, taking it to, out to the world. And you have so many different encounters before they receive the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, where they just say the wrong thing at the wrong time. And we see that again today, where there's this Samaritan village that doesn't want to welcome Jesus. And James and John, oh, <laughs> Jesus, do you want us to call down fire from heaven? Let's destroy this place. If they don't like you, they, they shouldn't exist. And Jesus has to say, no, no, no. <laughs> he turns around, he rebukes them, and let's move on to the next village. Uh, just the fact right. that, <laughs> that we can have these examples of people who... We see their imperfections, but they made it to heaven, like you said. You know, the little gifts that, that they give us, but also the example, they're not perfect. It gives us all hope. Yeah, to be a saint isn't to be perfect. It's to allow God to make you perfect over, over the course of your life. Big distinction. Yeah. Uh, Father, let's go back to the phones. We've got Mike, who's listening in Whittier, California. Hi, Mike. Welcome to the program today. Thank you very much for taking my call. Yes, um, when I heard this topic, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I may, I, may, I may get choked up here. Uh, St. Michael the Archangel is my favorite saint. Number one, because my middle, my middle name is Michael in Spanish, Miguel. So as a young boy, I took that, and uh, especially, but then I became a police officer. And I was a police officer for 30 years, and I know he's a patron saint of police officers. And I used to carry a holy card uh, with me. And I would put it in my visor of my patrol car every time I would go out to the streets. So in a way, I kind of think St. Michael was watching over me. And then uh, my wife's father passed away on the Feast of the Archangels. And then, uh, let's see, about five years ago, my sister was battling breast cancer. And she was also on hospice. And I was praying when it became obvious that she was going to be going home, I prayed to the archangels. I said, what a better way to be escorted home than by the archangels. And she died on the feast of the archangels. So for me, St. Michael, the archangel is very special. Hmm. That's great, Michael. Uh, my brother's name is Michael. I know a lot of Michaels. And we've got to remember all of our Michaels tomorrow on their names day, St. Michael's Day. Uh, Father, 
We've got one, uh, I think, time for one more call. Let's try and get Claudia on. She's listening to us in Milwaukee. Hi, Claudia. Only got a couple of seconds here, but wanted to get you on the program. Welcome to The Inner Life. Thank you very much. I enjoy your program very much. Uh, My story goes back to four years old. Me and my siblings would... It's bedtime, so we kneel down by the bed with our father, who led us in our night prayers, which we still use today. But he would he would listen to our prayers, and then he would tell us the story of a saint. And in that way, we established an interest from them on. Mine was, at that time, was the little flower. And knew all about her. And talk about the gentleman who just uh, hung up. My dad was a cop, and we knew Saint Michael was the was the saint. He'd read t- at the table to us uh, Padre Pio's first book. I now have Father Padre Pio's blanket hanging on my wall in my bedroom. Takes up a large. You know, these, these saints are so lucky. And some of us are, come into this world, grow up, and want to be like them. Do we have to? I know we have to die to ourselves to get there. But I feel so bad with the martyrs. And I'm watching them all the time on, on the Catholic television station. But if it hadn't been for the culture back there where we said meal prayers, at the table, where we sat there at the table as a family at night and and shared our our day as long you know as well as our food, but uh, I have I have a deep deep Maria I could listen and it, it'll just take up the last few minutes of your show right. so I won't. Well, Claudia, thank you so way. much for calling in, and uh, I want to let Father respond here uh, because you know just that example of the parents that that made such a big impact on Claudia and her family. That's right. So parents, all of you parents that are listening, read Lives of the Saints to your children. My mother would do that every night with the three little kids. She had six kids, the three little ones. We we ran through so many lives. Damien the leper of Molenkai, so many saints. Another really important thing that parents can do is pray the rosary uh, next month, October, the month of the rosary. And here's a little shout out for you in the Bay Area or in San Francisco. We have our annual rosary rally this Saturday, October 2nd. If you're anywhere near San Francisco, meet me at 11 o'clock in the cathedral in San Francisco, Cathedral Plaza for a big rosary. Because when we pray the rosary, we pray the most perfect prayer to any saint, the rosary to Our Lady, Mm. with all the angels and saints. So pray the rosary with your kids. Well, Father, in our last uh, remaining about 15 seconds here, could I ask you to offer all of our listeners a blessing? May the blessing of Almighty God be with all of you who are listening and all of the holy souls in purgatory through the intercession of all the saints in heaven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks so much, Father Ilo. Always great to talk with you. Of course, if you missed any portion of the program earlier, the podcast will be available online at RelevantRadio.com or on the Relevant Radio app here in just a little while this afternoon. And of course, I want to encourage you to join us tomorrow. We're going to be talking about more saints, specifically the Archangels, St. Michael, St. Gabriel, and St. Raphael. Hope you join us then, and have a blessed afternoon.